0: everybody, Will how here with The Roots, Rednecks, and Radicals, and this is my episode on the musical genre of mariachi, part three of my series, A White Guy Listens to Mexican Music. So I've been having a good time diving into these different genres, looking into the history, looking into the instruments. I've learned a ton about, especially the instruments, it's really kind of fascinating to me how um, instruments are played in different ways and and kind of modified and uh, used in different ways for different styles. And uh, just the way people can use a, you know, a stringed instrument for rhythm and stuff like that. It's really just interesting to me. So, um, yeah, I've just had a, a great time diving into this and finding some new artists that I really uh, in- enjoy. So I hope you do as well. want to remind you to uh, give me a follow on social media. If you haven't yet, find me on Instagram and Facebook. Just search up the, the name of the show and you'll find me there. love to interact with you there. Leave some comments and uh, likes and all that kind of stuff. Suggestions for future shows and things like that. That would be fantastic. Also, if you could um, subscribe to the show follow the show on you know whatever platform you're listening to this on there's apple music and spotify and this and that all that kind of stuff and they all have different variations of that give it a heart or this or that that would be fantastic as well it helps you know algorithms and you know all that kind of stuff um also I have a patreon if you want to check that out um uh you can go to uh, patreon.com search up the name of the show and give that a look into as well so there you go i hope you enjoy this episode on mariachi and uh learn something new so here you go Let's dive into it, the history of mariachi. I'm going to talk about a few things uh, with this episode. Uh, first off, some some history, a little history background of, of the style of music, and then we're going to talk about the instruments, and then I'm going to play you some of the songs and some of the main purveyors of uh, mariachi music, uh, both historically and today as well. There's some interesting stuff happening uh, with the style today. So, a little bit on uh, the history of the style. First off, um, sort of the, uh, the core definition um, is that it's a small ensemble of string musicians. The term uh, mariachi can also refer to to a singular person who plays this style. So it's going to take on a bunch of different forms, uh, whether you're in um, a kind of historical uh, Mexico in the 1800s or if you're in uh, modern times today in the U.S. with like Mexican-American Chicano immigrants or uh, if you're still talking about the style, Happening, um, uh, you know, anywhere in the world. Um, it, sometimes it's small, sometimes it's big, sometimes it's you know uh, three, four, or five people, and, and sometimes it's a huge, almost like like the size of like a symphony um, sort of a deal. So, um, so there's a lot of different um, uh, sizes to the band, but basically it's a it's a string ensemble with some some brass in it as well. Um it's also important to know that it's culturally very very important to the people of uh, of Mexico. Um it also has um uh, roots with uh, immigrants here in America. And the um immigrants who brought the music uh with them it's um it's, it's very important to um uh, to, to the culture of uh, Mexican Americans as well. Now uh, this term Chicano is uh, is a term that uh, term that you'll see uh, when you're studying mariachi and Chicano. What that means if you've never heard it before is that it, it basically means Mexican American. So it's a term uh, that kind of became popular in the 1960s during the. Um, uh, during the sort of um, uh, civil rights movement of uh, of the 1960s, there was a lot going on. Uh, it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just Dr. King and African Americans fighting for civil rights. There were uh, Latinos uh, fighting for civil rights, especially in, in California. Uh, American Indians uh, around the country were um, uh, waging legal battles, um, occupying um, uh, space and land that had traditionally been theirs. Uh, the LGBTQ community started to come to its own in the 1960s as well. And so, with the uh, the, the um, Caesar Chavez and Latino uh, movement, the "Si se puede" whole thing that was going on, uh, this term Chicano starts to come around. And that's because there's uh, Mexican Americans who are born here and have um, roots with their parents and their grandparents in Mexico. Um, they have their own. Kind of like style, um, kind of you know thing here because they, they they may speak the language or they may not speak the language. Um, you know, if, if if you were to take a Mexican American from like say like Los Angeles, a lot of people are born and, and, and place them in Mexico, you know, in, in Mexico City or Guadalajara, something like that. Uh, there's going to be some differences going on culturally. Obviously, um, some of the music and the food and the, and the language and all that kind of stuff will be the same, but um, Chicanos were their own thing. So um, so when it comes to mariachi and, and, and looking into the history of that, um, Chicano is a thing uh, that you might come across, and so that's what that term uh, means. Now, as far as the musical style, it, it emerges around the 1800s, um, it, in the 1800s. Now, a, lot of the, a lot of this stuff is difficult to nail down exactly when and where it came from, uh, but, uh, but uh, kind of into mid to late 1800s, around the same time period that Conjunto was um, uh, starting. Um, you start to see the development of mariachi and it it 's filling some of the same roles now there 's this interesting thing that happens in a lot of different cultures where you have um, what some people call call high art and uh, low art and um, to me as a musician it 's a little bit offensive uh, to 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 say it like that uh, because I think that it, it it sounds a little derogatory but basically. You kind of break the world into, like, classical music and folk music if you're to do kind of bit too big um, categories. And what's considered high art is classical, right? Because, like, fancy people go to listen to that music, like, really rich people. And they put on a suit and a tie. And they go to, like, a really important music hall. And, you know, a lot of times you'll find that that's, like, a lot of, like, cultural stuff. There's not really – it's not there for the music, you know. It's a lot – there's this like business kind of thing happening there. So anyway, that's that's considered high art. And then if it's folk music, you know, just normal people playing and they're just wearing jeans or something like that, then it's like it's low art, right? I don't know. To, to me, that's a little bit offensive. Um, but uh, but the ma- mariachi conjunto thing is kind of instrument. Uh, is kind of interesting in in that sense that there is this kind of like division of that. But mariachi is this weird kind of blend of the two. So in in many senses, conjunto, ranchero, corrido, stuff like that, are very very folk music. You know, it's it's like normal people. Playing songs for other normal people who are blue collar, working class types and stuff like that. Uh, But there were like symphonies, um, orchestra music happening, orchestra music happening in Mexico in the 1800s. And um, uh, as as immigrants came into the country, uh, they they tried to to adopt a lot of the European instruments, instrumentation, styles, and stuff like that. Um, So um, mariachi is it's really interesting blend to me of um, instrumentation of of a classical. A sort of a symphony, but uh, but but oftentimes played by and for um, folk music types, um, sort of like the normals, you know, so to speak, um, kind of a deal. So yeah, it's, a, it's this really interesting um, blend of the two things that are happening, and uh, as 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 Mexicans are uh, adopting and, uh, and adapting to the European Im- immigrants and the uh, European instruments, you see the style uh, start to develop. Now, Jalisco is the state; it's a state in Mexico where the style comes from um it, it's very important to that region of Mexico and uh, to this day it's it's a great source of pride for the people of Jalisco um, dress is very distinctive um uh, if you're if you're a white person and uh, you think of mariachi there's a really good chance that you might be thinking of like the Three Amigos, uh, when you think of, like, what a mariachi looks like when they're dressed. Um, so, like, if, if you think of that and you've seen that movie before, you know what I'm talking about, um, that's that's kind of like the style. But, I mean, I'm sure in, in your life, if you've heard the term mariachi and you've seen it, you've seen there's this very formal sort of style. There's these, like, um, uh, hats that they wear that are pretty big, kind of sombrero, cowboy hat-esque. And uh, it's almost like a Western cowboy, like, tuxedo, kind of, it's black and white and that kind of stuff, very formal looking and uh, it's just kind of uh, interesting. Anyway, when I was researching this the, uh, the for some reason Three Amigos came to mind and <laughs> I thought that uh, movie's hilarious. Um, but uh, the sound is uh, more, more closely related to what we call classical um, uh, music in the sense that um, the way the instruments are played, now I'm going to get more in depth in, in, into the instruments in just a few minutes, um, but um, there's this other, uh, on top of the high art, low art thing, there's this um, other interesting thing when it comes to the violin. It's a really fascinating interest instrument. So, um <clears throat> the violin <coughs> the violin um uh when it's played in America in in country type music um is called the fiddle. And um stylistically, the the main di- there's no there's no difference between a fiddle and a violin. It's like literally the same instrument. It's it's how you play the instrument, uh whether it's being played in a fiddle style or a violin style. So again, Violin, classical, fiddle is, um, is, is, is folk. And so when you sort of bend into instruments, slide into, uh, in, into notes and blend into notes and, and give it a bit of a twang in the way that you play it, that's more country music style. Bluegrass and, and 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 folk music and stuff like that. When you play it very precisely with a lot of vibrato and um, and, and that sort of thing, then it, it sounds a lot more like a symphony, and that's more you know sort of classical. What's interesting is that, uh, and I mentioned before, mariachi, mariachi is this blend of the two. Is that in, in mariachi music there isn't a lot of um, uh, you know, sliding into notes, there isn't a lot of like bends and 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 twang and stuff like that. It's very you know classical um, sort of sounding and and, and, it, and the the stuff that the violin playing, the trumpet is playing at the same time, and so you know it has that sort of a, um, sort of a thing. Um, and, and it's very much like a symphony in the sense that there's a string section, there's brass, there's woodwinds. Um, there's a harp oftentimes in in, in mariachi. Um, but uh, like I said before, they were bringing this music to um, to the masses. So um, the other interesting thing is the vocals of mariachi. And in the vocals of uh, mariachi. There's a thing called the grito. Um, the grito is a is a, is a yelp, a yell. Um, it, there's many different ways um, that that you can do this, um, but um, but it, it, it's 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 a part of the the musical style, and it's also part of sort of a call response. The crowd will oftentimes respond with the same sounds. The vocals um, uh, that the the, the 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 lead singer are, are are doing will before they get to sort of like the lyrics and whatnot, they'll um, let out this um, this this yelp, this yell, um, this grito. And, um, and and that's like a part of uh, the music. I used to work construction. And when I worked construction, there was um, a lot of uh, Mexican-American immigrants that I worked with. And, um, and there was this this one guy um, uh, that, that worked at the shop that I worked at. And uh, I'd come into the shop and he'd be blasting music sometimes it would be you know like a corrido or some mariachi something like that and he'd be in there like doing his work and singing along to it and uh, when he'd see me he'd yell, yell out one of these big these big gritos and he'd he'd, uh, he'd yell my name he called me Memo that's short for Guillermo uh, which is William you know in Spanish um, and so uh, yeah I always thought that was hilarious and the, he'd like dance around and do his little yell and stuff. And he was just like, he was digging it, you know, and it was super hilarious. So um, that's really when I started getting into Mexican music, was working in construction and being on the work sites and just listening to this all day. And it started to just sort of like seep into my consciousness and like, this is really, really interesting stuff. So, yeah, so the grito is a big part of it. Uh, Vocals are often uh, very emotional and delivered in this way to evoke an emotional response. A lot of songs about love, a lot of songs about heartbreak, a lot of things that, um, that are just uh, very emotional in various ways. And uh, so that's oftentimes what the, um, the music is all about. Uh, from a cultural point of view, um, mariachi reminds me in some ways of uh, bluegrass. Now, in the bluegrass community, um, to be a true bluegla- bluegrass player, um, it's more than just playing an instrument. It's more than just learning a style Learning a few of the bluegrass standards, um, playing someone with someone with the banjo and a fiddle, and calling yourself a bluegrass band—that's not as far as the bluegrass community goes. It's not really where where it's at. Um, bluegrass is more of a lifestyle, and um, and it's kind of a defining characteristic of a person who's into that thing. Um, There's, you know, in in, in the world of Americana folk roots music today, um, there's this whole jam grass thing. So uh, bands like trampled by turtles and green cigar, bluegrass and Billy strings and stuff like that. Um, And uh, the um, real true blue, traditional bluegrass types are like, that's not bluegrass. It has bluegrass instrumentation. They're playing a mandolin, a fiddle, a banjo, a bass, stuff like that, but it's not stylistically bluegrass. Um, So like, the people who are into it, they they're very into the definition of what that term uh, means, and that's that you know it's their thing. It, that's the way they like their music, and you know like there's some old school guys that d- they they only want to listen to bluegrass, you know, and it's it's just like this. And if it ain't flat and scruggs, it ain't bluegrass uh, type of thing, it, you know, is what it is. Um, and, and most of those bands like Trample White Turtles, infamous String Dusters, Green Sky Bluegrass Billy Strings, they um, you know, they understand that they're respectful of it. Um, and so um. What they're doing is something different. They, they call it jam grass or um, psychedelic grass. There's all these different, you know, terms for it. But um, what they're doing really is blending the world of of fish and um, uh, widespread panic and, and jam stuff with the world of bluegrass, and they're they're kind of going into new sonic territory, you know, which I think is also cool. I, I'm a fan of both. To be a perfectly, I, I love traditional bluegrass. I love jamgrass as well, and I think it's cool that they're they're both doing the things. But to be respectful to the bluegrass community, you know, just call it what it is and whatnot. So mariachi is kind of the same thing in that there's a real, real heavy, heavy, heavy tradition to it, and it's very important to the people who are in the mariachi community that like mariachi is this, and and it's these instruments, and it's this look, and it's this sound, and um, you know, we're talking about music that goes back. Um, you know, uh, decades and decades and decades back into the 1800s. And, and, and in fact, when we'll, I'm going to play you one of these bands, some of the groups have been together since the 1800s, which is just crazy, like, how long they've been together. Um, but, uh, you know, it's really important to, um, uh, to respect that, I think, and to, uh, uh, to recognize that. So being a mariachi musician, it's, it's, like it's sort of a lifestyle choice. You know, it's a thing, and it's like kind of a defining char- ter- characteristic of, um, uh, of who you are as, as a person. Really embrace that uh, lifestyle. Now, let's talk a little bit about the instruments of mariachi. So, one of the main instruments is this thing called the vihuela. And the vihuela looks a lot like a, um, like if you were to see it, you probably think it, and you didn't know what it was, you might think it's a ukulele. It's about the same size as a ukulele. The tuning is different. The way you play it is different. But, um, it has one of the main roles that it, it you know, it has the sound of like a ukulele guitar-ish you know, string kind of thing. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, th- there's another, Aspect of it that's very important, and that's the rhythm. The way it's played um, is, is played with your fingers in this very stylistic way. It's hard to explain without being able to see it. Um, but if you look up some videos of um, mariachi bands playing and stuff like that, you, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, but the rhythm, because there's no drums, because there's no snare and bass, you know, um, anything keeping you know a solid beat. Um, a number of the instruments are kind of playing two roles, and the vihuela. Is one of those things that it has a um, the way it's played is very rhythmic and it, it keeps a, a, a time and oftentimes um, it, it's it's the thing that's kind of uh, leading uh, the rest of the instruments. Another instrument that's in there is called the guitaron. Uh, the guitaron is this giant bass guitar-looking thing. It, it almost looks like a uh, it's like the size of a cello, but it looks like a guitar. It has this really big, fat body, and when they play it, uh, you, you play it standing up, and and you almost play it. Um, like a dobro kind of thing. Like it's, it's pointing up kind of a deal and that's so you can pluck it with your fingers. It's played a lot like a guitar, different tuning than a bass guitar or a, um, or a guitar. Uh, but nonetheless, it, it, it brings in the low end and it's doing a lot of the, um, uh, the, um, the, the, the base for, um, for the songs. And a lot of these songs like bluegrass, the bass is doing like a one five thing. If you know much about, um, um, music, uh, music theory, um, you know notes, and you're giving numbers and stuff like that. So one in the five, basically, it's like doom, 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 that kind of a thing, and it's very similar to bluegrass, to be honest with you, um, as far as like the patterns go. So guitarón is uh, the second instrument, the vihuela, and they're almost on opposite ends. Vihuela is very like tiny little guy, guitarón is this big old bass instrument, big daddy. And then the next one is um, trumpet. There's usually a brass section. Uh, trumpets are the most um, key. You don't see a lot of like trombones um maybe maybe a tuba um uh, but uh but honestly trumpet is kind of like the main the main deal that's going on as far as uh, brass instruments and things like that and then uh, the next instrument is the guitar now the guitar is um like like what we think of as a guitar an acoustic guitar but the main difference is that it has classical strings um so when you hear country music when you hear you know bob dylan playing folk music uh you know anything like that you're most of the time like 99% of the time you're hearing a steel string acoustic guitar um now classical guitar is um is strung with uh, what's called nylon strings and it has a softer um I don't know how else to describe it. Um, maybe a little bit more warm, like steel strings are very brassy and tinny and kind of high pitched. Um, whereas classical strings are much more, um, kind of, kind of soft and have like a softer edge to them. So, um, so that style is, is, being played there. Um, the one musician that you probably know of that plays classical string guitar his guitar is this real interesting mashup um, and uh, and it's a national treasure and that's willie nelson um his 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 uh, guitar trigger, which was made for him by Martin in the 1960s, um, was sort of like a blend of the two like styles of like a classical style and a steel string um, acoustic guitar style so that that instrument has its own unique history but the sound of Willie Nelson uh, is really unique and so that's that might be something that that comes to mind <clears throat> when you think of like Classical style um, strings. Um, another instrument is the violin. Okay, and so like I mentioned before, the difference between a violin and a fiddle is how you play it. And so in the um, style of mariachi, you're playing it much more like a violin, much more like a symphony type of instrument um, where it's, it's very precise, there's vibrato, and you're not sliding into... Um, notes very much, and again, you know this this is a stylistic thing, and it 's not about skill um, Some of the most skilled players you 'll ever see are folk type musicians, some of these some of these bluegrass players who are out there um, uh, playing. It's it's unbelievable how incredible they are, and and they they're coming out of like Berklee Academy of music and stuff like that. You know, a lot of these younger players. Uh, you know, I think of like Molly Tuttle's band, like her her fiddle player, unbelievably good um, a fiddle player, um, and uh, you know there's just how we're like and whatnot. But it, it means nothing as far as like skill level goes. You can be an incredible symphony violinist you can be a phenomenal bluegrass fiddle player you can be an incredible mariachi violin player as well it's just it's just the sound that you're going for and then the last instrument is a uh this isn't in every mariachi band but you'll oftentimes see a harp which i think is pretty interesting as well again trying to go for that like classical um uh, sort of sound and um and, and blending things and coming up with uh with their own thing which is I think, pretty darn cool and pretty interesting. So there you go. That is the instrumentations and a little bit of history of the style. Now I want to move on to the um, the, the the songs and uh, talk about the artists who are going to be singing these songs. So the first one we're going to talk about is a guy named Vicente Fernandez. And the song is Volver, Volver. And um, this guy, this song, it is it – is, um, Really, really important to the style of mariachi. He's a he's an icon musician, or iconic musician when it comes to Mexican music. Um, uh, considered um, uh, the the king of this style uh, from Mexico, and um, and it's just a really 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 important to um uh, to this whole style so when i when i listen when you listen to this song uh, listen for some of those instruments listen for uh the lyrics the heartfelt singing uh the things like that and uh, i'm gonna play just a little bit of this one and uh, we're gonna come back and talk a little bit more about some mariachi Este amor anda todo camino a locura there you a go little Vicente Fernandez, and uh, you know, that song's a great example. You hear a lot of the instruments going on that I was talking about the trumpets are very um uh, predominant there the uh the violin is in there uh, the string section at least and um and he also starts off with a nice little uh, grito a little um uh, yelp to uh, to start out the song so great example of the uh the styles of things that are happening there now another artist that I have a lot of respect for uh, her name is um Ida Cuevas and um she is a uh another uh, mariachi player but it's it's a world that is really um Dominated by men, and so not a ton of uh, female mariachis out there. And um, uh, she's kind of uh, considered like the queen uh, of her um, of her realm here. Um, this song is called uh, "Cielo uh, Cielo Rojo," and uh, this is a a, a duet um, that she's doing here. But this is one of her uh, more popular songs, and. Um, and uh, yeah, I just really like this song. It um, has a lot of those um, elements as well. So um, yeah, let's go ahead and, and take a listen to uh, Ida Cuevas. Um, the song is a Cielo, Cielo Rojo. Cariño, voy caminando, voy caminando y no sé qué hacer, ni el cielo me contesta cuando pregunto por ti mi bien. no he podido olvidarte. So there you go, a little Ida Cuevas. And um, that song, in the beginning of it, if you um, uh, were listening, you could hear the uh, vijuela uh, being played there, and that um, gives you that whole, um, like, Uh, rhythmic um, sort of a thing that's going on uh, in the song as well. So, um, that gives gives you just a little bit of a taste um, of what's happening uh, with that. Now, another um, very, very popular, very important uh, mariachi player in both Mexico and the United States is a guy by the name of Nati Cano. And uh, the song we're going to listen to is El Gustito. Um, His group uh, was called the Los Camperos, and they're just iconic in the world of mariachi. Whether you're talking about the U.S. or you're talking about uh, Mexico. Now, he lived most of his life in the u.s but toured around the world uh toward mexico toured the u.s and um was was very important in his time he became sort of an ambassador for mariachi and uh played all around uh, california mexico all around the united states and uh, oftentimes went to festivals and, and he was really into doing interviews with people to talk about this style and um just like how important the style is to um, to him and the people of Mexico and uh, all those sorts of things. So this song is uh, is uh, mariachi mariachi los camperos and uh, naticano. The song is called El Gustito. And uh, again, just kind of listen for those uh, those instruments that we've been talking about, and uh, you know what's going on in that whole song. go. That's Naticano. Classic Mariachi there. So, this next group we're going to listen to is, um, is is really one of the more interesting um, of all the groups to me. And they're called uh, Mariachi Vargas de Ticaltilan. And uh, this group is crazy it's been around since 1897 obviously in different forms but this is what i mean about the um the long-standing nature of this music and why it's considered to be so important to the people of mexico and uh why this the style the look the sound the instruments all that kind of stuff you know it's very important it kind of puts you into a little bit of a box but i think culturally that's you know to me, that's that's acceptable, um, uh, and, and, I'll, and and that's not my culture, so I don't get to make the call, you know. So it's, again, this is called a white guy listens to Mexican music, um, but uh, but you know, I, I, some people get a little weird, like you know, oh, you're being a gatekeeper, you know. It is just is what it is, but um, but I think it's cool that this style goes back so far, and obviously it's going to change and, and ebb and flow and that kind of stuff. But um, it's cool that um, that this group has such a long um, history, um, and so I just really think that this. group group speaks to the, the, the cultural importance of this this music in Mexico. Um, I can't think of an equivalent of American music that, that a group, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, send me an email, you know, send me a message on social media, whatever, but uh, I just I can't think of another um, a- equivalent to American music. I was kind of racking my brain trying to think of something like that. So, anyway, um, uh, this song is called El Son de la Negra, and the group is Mariachi Vargas de, de Cal and and um, that's Kind of hard to say a little bit. So yeah, let me uh, pull this one up here and uh, listen to a little bit of this one. So yeah, listen to it, listen to those instruments, and uh, I will catch you back in just a few. Voice de la guitarra mía, al despertar la mañana quiere cantar su alegría. A mi tierra mexicana Dios le canta sus volcanes A tus praderas y flores Que son como talismanes Del amor de mis amores México lindo y querido Beautiful, beautiful vocals on that song, and um, great instrumentation happening as well. So there you go, Mariachi Vargas de. The Cal-T-Lon, El Son de la Negra. On that one. All right. The next artist is um, not part of a, a huge, famous group like that, but uh, this uh, mariachi singer, uh, his name is Javier Solis, and um, he's another um, a musician who was also an actor um, who made film uh, films in the mid-1900s, like the 1950s and 60s, uh, so on and so forth. Um, and uh, he was known not for, um, just for, for mariachis, but various other styles as well, including corridos, waltzes, and tangos. Uh, So this guy was just kind of um, all over the place as far as musical styles go. So let's listen to a little bit of this song. This song is called Renunciación. And uh, yeah, I'll get you in just a few. No quiero verte llorar. No quiero ver que las penas se metan en tu alma buena por culpa de mi querer. No quiero verte sufrir. No soy capaz de ofenderte si sabes que has all right so there you go that is um javier solis and uh, that moves on to our last artists that we're going to talk about. So like I mentioned before, the world of mariachi is really dominated by men and uh, not a lot of uh, female mariachis. there. Aida Cuevas is a great example of that. But there's another modern um, all-female group that is out there making uh, mariachi, and they are super, super interesting to me. So this song, this group is called Flor de Toloache, and uh, the song we're going to listen to is uh, Besos de Mescal. And um, this is a, a, a modern Mexican-American mariachi group based out of new york um they've made a name for themselves as young women in this genre um but they're also starting to break through into i guess what you say uh, white people music um they're not just you know sticking to uh, mariachi and mariachi festivals and stuff like that but um uh, they uh, had john legend on one of their um uh, their, their last album and um, uh, starting to break through and get some radio play and all that but the, but the style that they're playing is, is very mariachi you know they're, very, very, they're sounding very traditional um, but uh, also blending in some new um, uh, styles as well which I love I think that's super cool and uh, I love it when uh, when artists um, do stuff like that so um, if you want to check these guys out there's a, if you go to YouTube there's a great tiny desk concert of them um, and I think I mentioned this in the in the uh, very first episode that I did on this um, this series uh, but yeah go check them out uh, Flor de Toloache. Um, and uh, listen to that. This song, uh, Besos de Mezcal, um, it, it is a great tune. We're going to listen to a little bit of that and then come back and I uh, will wrap things up just a little me bit. go some flor de Toloache for you yeah. great vocals on that I love, her, I love her voice and um you hear the instrumentation you hear some you hear that guitar in the background uh, bringing the bass line and uh you know the trumpet and the violin all that stuff it's all in there so it sounds super super cool so there you go i hope you enjoyed um uh, all those uh groups and i hope you enjoyed the history of the style of mariachi and uh, I, I hope that uh you know when you listen to this series that it really gives you some um, uh, some inspiration to go out there and check things out I mentioned before in the last episode conjunto that, that language can be a huge barrier and I just kind of want to keep coming back to that and, and, and encourage you to um, uh, to move past that um, you know even um, if, if you don't understand the words you can still understand the music and it's still beautiful harmony knows no language melody knows no language rhythm knows. Knows no language, you know. It's just the the, the words, but the music is, is is out there and it's happening. And uh, I always try and remind myself too when I run into language things that, um you know, Americans have this kind of privilege of being one of the only countries where we don't have to learn another language. We're just, we're kind of like, yeah, I we'll would just speak English, you know. You go other places and it's pretty much they speak their language and English, you know, like kind of a minimum kind of a deal, not everybody, but you know what I mean, it's, it's pretty common, you know, when you go to other places that have people do that, so um, yeah, I just encourage you to um, to reach out, branch out a little bit, um, listen to these new styles, conjunto, some corrido, some mariachi, there's new stuff, there's old stuff, and um, you know, I'm just endlessly fascinated by musical styles, so there you go, I hope you're enjoying the series, and I uh, hope you enjoyed this uh, breakdown of mariachi music and i really hope that you'll um, go check out and uh, find some new music on your own all right well there you go thanks for listening to this episode on mariachi music i hope you enjoyed it and i just wanted to remind you again to uh, go ahead and uh, follow the show on the socials instagram and uh, facebook and uh, like and subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to this until next time everybody have a good one